Welcome to this crossover episode with the TNT EdTech Podcast and Education Today. I'm your host, Scott Noons. I want to start this episode by thanking you, the listeners. I really appreciate you tuning in, supporting the content here on both podcasts. It means the world to me and to Matthew Ketchum. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're in the thick of it with 2020, and just like many of you, we're growing tired. So we're working hard to bring you these educators. If you feel like you have a message that you would like to share with the other educators out there, head on over to flipgrid.com backslash noons, just like my last name, N-U-N-E-S, the number 12, and then the word days, plural, with an S at the end, and share your message, and you may find it featured right here. So head on over, do that right after you listen to this episode, and take care of yourself. Hang in there, and I'm hoping these pro tips will help you get through 2020 with a bang. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Scott Noons, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Noons Teach. There's a lot of excitement going on right now with a little post I have. Make sure you check it out. Share your favorite holiday movie in GIF format. Look for that post. I'll throw up a fresh one just for you and submit. I'm curious to know what your favorite holiday movie of all time is and don't forget shared in gift format now for today's guest i have mel aveling she's an educator out of australia but she's been all around the world she's currently teaching out of columbia yeah that's right she's gone from one area of the globe to another i believe she's also taught in Taiwan. That's amazing. And I'm so, so, so glad to feature her. She has a lot of just great, real practical advice. And the very first thing she lets you know is she doesn't have all the answers. And that's okay. Especially right now in 2020, a lot of us are left asking ourselves like, what is the answer? What is the right thing? And it's very situational, right? It's uh, very much dependent upon who you are, what your exact set of circumstances is. However, there are some key core elements that will help you out. And at least they've helped me out. And that's having a community behind you, like my Twitter community. If you're not on Twitter yet or on social media, hop on over, follow me at Mr. Noons Teach. Let me know if you're new, especially. I'll help connect you. Why am I going to do that? Because two years ago, I was in the same boat, summer of 2018. I had eight followers. Um, and that was after going to ISTE. I think I picked up like six followers going to ISTE. So I had two before that. And one of my new followers was my buddy Matthew from the TNT EdTech podcast. So my circle of friends online was small, rather teeny tiny. And some educators at the School Next conference really helped me get going. They gave me some pro tips got me going, and I'm going to share those pro tips with you right now. So 
craft a nice profile. Find a really nice profile pic that fits you and your personality. It doesn't necessarily have to be a personal picture. If you're a little self-conscious, ah, throw a Bitmoji on there. Throw a piece of scenery. But I'll tell you what, it does help people identify you. So many people know who I am when I go to conferences in person because of that profile pic. They'll recognize me from it. So it does help. And uh, just be sure that you're real. Uh, it'll definitely come through. Uh, you know, not everything on social media is entirely real. I think it's a natural inclination to want to put your best foot forward. And I would say that's true for social media, especially since whatever you put on there is literally forever. Uh, even if you delete it, somebody will be able to find it uh, uh, most likely, especially if they, they want something. So there is that. So you do have to be mindful. Uh, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> late night, super tired texting. Uh, that being said, we all make mistakes. You can hit delete. Just make sure you're thoughtful before you post and if you're feeling a little heated um a little emblazoned maybe that's not the time to post or maybe it is right you'll have to really just self-assess and determine what's going to be best for you but back to our um our presenter today uh mel uh she's got some wise words and she talks about the global GED community. So um, the group of Google educators from all around the world, uh, check them out. Super great community. Uh, I think that is the biggest piece we need right now because we don't have all the answers. And so we need to share, we need to find out what's working for somebody because it might work for us. We need to try new things. Don't don't be afraid to try something different. This whole podcast series has been me doing just that. And uh, I didn't know it would be nearly as successful as it's become uh, when I set out for it. But I dedicated myself to it. I said, hey, this is something I want to do. I think it's going to work. And it's great when it pays off. But that's not always the case. I've had, you know, a dozen other failed attempts at things uh before this if i'm keeping it real i fail all the time i failed a ton as a graphic designer and what i've learned is not to fear the failure use that as a lesson for what not to do or take the things that went right in that failure and use that to propel you forward that's part of that mentality that fail forward it's it's tough um but since i've adopted that I've really been meeting my goals that I've set forth for myself. I set some really aggressive goals six years ago, and I didn't make them all, but I've met many of them, and I think you can too. And I just really want everybody to have the best year possible going into 2021, and whatever I can do, whatever my community can do, to help you out, uh, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know uh, because you matter. And as my buddy Rick Bray said, 
you are enough. And without further ado, here's Mel. Hi there, everyone. My name's Mel A or Melissa. Most people is just Mel right now. Um, I'm at Fanguli on Twitter. I'm most active on there. I'm a NYP and DP mathematics teacher. So the International Baccalaureate School in Cali, Colombia. I'm Australian. I taught there for about five years and then I moved to Taiwan in 2014 and I taught at an international baccalaureate school there. That was my first international um, teaching experience and in 2019 I moved to Colombia and through this crazy um, year I've, I've become more connected globally I guess to um, a lot of other educators and people via Twitter. I know that right now many of you have so many different things going on. Some of you are fully face-to-face, -face, some of you are remote, some of you are hybrid, some of you are hyflex, which is like when you're teaching the people in front of you uh, at the same time as the ones that are on the Zoom or the Meet. And I know that it's really difficult and holidays are just around the corner for most people. The school that I'm in at the moment has something that is similar, I guess, to like a high flex. So we have students at school and we have students at home. And it's not really certain like uh, how many kids are going to be at school each time they're there. We have two grades each time. Like, so, sorry, each grade comes in twice a week. I teach grade nine and 12. Um, so I come in while well, I was supposed to go in basically every day because they come in on different days. Um, but each day that, uh, that, that the kids come in, I might have two students there or 10 students there or 15 students there. I mean, it really uh, is uh, like fluctuates. It really depends, I guess, on how the parents are feeling about the situation or how the kids are feeling that particular day or uh, a heap of different circumstances, I guess. So it can be like a, a huge challenge to know, okay, so what should I actually do? How do I cater for these different groups? And no, um, I don't have a perfect solution or anything like that. I'm just here to give a little bit of advice of things that maybe worked well for me, uh, that is, but it's still a work in progress. I mean, like right now it is still a bit crazy, honestly. Um, but I will say that uh, for those that are in that sort of high flex or the concurrent sort of model where you basically have synchronous classes, there's no async, um, <laughs> and you have to sort of engage both groups at the same time. And what I've, what I've sort of figured at the moment, because I've been getting uh, student feedback as well, asking the kids at home, saying, you know, what works best for you? You know, do you need me to be connected with you the whole time? Because, you know, we have internet issues, of course, like if I'm running the Zoom for the whole lesson, um, there's times where they can't hear me, where it disconnects, they can't really hear what's going on for those particular classes. So what I've done, for and that's worked reasonably well for most of these students, is that I try to take like different times which I have the class in front of me that I'm dedicating all the time to them, but I've set up, um, for example, I have a daily agenda with links to for the students where they can just click on, you know, things that they need to do, um, pre-recorded videos from me, um, some different activities. It might be like a self-paced Nearpod or an Ed puzzle or just something that they can interact with. They feel like they are still being engaged, at least with the other students that are on the Zoom. I know that other teachers have implemented some amazing practices with being able to engage both groups at the same time. And I have tried that. It hasn't worked uh, fantastically for me yet. I'm still working through things at the moment. I'm really lucky that the school they lent me an iPad 
and I, I teach math. And so there are some times where direct teaching like synchronously has been quite interesting, but it's been good with the iPad being able to like just annotate so that both groups can actually see what's going on. But honestly, I really do prefer the fact that I prepare things beforehand so that the students that are at home, they can see like what I would be doing with the students basically in person, but they can do it at their own pace and without worrying about the fact that something's going to disconnect beforehand or like, but I still do get try, try to get the students, for example, to do a flip grid to be able to respond to each other's things. So they feel like they are still connected, but again, it's still a work in progress. Um, there was another big question about ways to keep the students engaged, to feel like you're still connected with them, even though like you are like going from place to place. Like, honestly, I mean, I do prefer when it's just virtual sometimes because it is easier to manage, but it is really nice to see kids face to face as well. So it is a very interesting um, balance, whatever that word means. So the idea about being connected, so having connections, having groups and that sort of thing, and I totally understand like being remote and meeting kids for the first time remote and that sort of thing is a real challenge, being able to see the connections. Um, so what I did with my groups at the start of the year, and I don't know if it's super effective or whatever, but I think it was really good for me just to get to know the kids a bit more, was something um, from Can We Talk EDU by Seth Rothstein. Um, and basically like it's it's sort of like a, it's a true colors test so you get the students to do that at the start of the year or you can do it now I mean like if you're still like trying to be like okay how can I connect with these students so trying to worry uh, wonder about that um, it's a really good sort of test well it's, not, it's like a personality sort of thing about four different colors like orange green blue and gold and it really tells you a lot about the students, like about how they learn, about what sort of people they are, their style of like interaction with others, what they prefer. Um, I know that you can do an about me video and that sort of thing, but sometimes students at like that age, like teenagers, some, they're still figuring themselves out. And when they do like an about me video and they're explaining stuff about themselves, sometimes uh, you don't really know the, the other side or like things maybe they're not so certain about. So I do highly recommend doing that because it, really got me to think about how would I group students and okay, how should I interact with these students in particular, depending on their their learning strategies and their personalities before I actually got to know them in a way, I guess. I don't know if that's complicated or not. Um, but that is just a recommendation that I would have and stuff about the check-ins, like still having check-ins at the start of every single lesson. I heard other people's posts here and they're so important. I mean, like, I know we're so tight on time, but, and for me also, I mean, like I, I do feel the pressure of the fact that we have to get through content as well and whatever concepts, um, but it is still super important to have that check-in at the start of the class, whether it is just like an email or something in the Zoom chat or getting them to write something down on paper, like a small thing about sharing something that's positive, something that they're struggling with, something that they think they can help others with. Um, or if it's on just on like a Jamboard or Nearpod, like whether it's anonymous or private or group based, whatever it is, I think it's still important to spend that first five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is of your class, um, doing that sort of check-in. And I did see some people talking about like a reflective thing at the end of the class. Like I do do exit tickets and that sort of thing at the end, but I never really thought about like trying to do something that's like a positive sort of takeaway sort of thing at the end of the class so that they have that feeling of like positivity rather than just, oh, I need to get this done and I need to rush out of this class. So I thought that was a really good suggestion, not from me, from someone else, 
Um, but yeah, I don't know if that helps or not. And I mean, there's no foolproof way and we're all trying to work through this together. And I think the main thing is like for us as educators or supporters of educators or whatever, I mean, like those that are having these relationships with the students, basically, I think it's super important basically to have a really good supportive group. Like with, for me, it's like through my Twitter PLN in like Global GEG, I have an amazing group there. But yeah, I think it's super important for you to know that you're not alone, okay? There's heaps of people out here. We're all here to support you. I think that's a really important message. It's not about saying, you can do it. You can do this and it's going to get easier and all that sort of thing. But just, I think it's just really important for everyone to know that there are people out here like myself and whoever else that can help support you if you ever do need help for anything. Don't hesitate to reach out. Don't feel that you know any sort of like, need or whatever question you have is too much or not enough or whatever i mean like we're here okay that's that's the main thing to understand i think for right now just reach out to us like you can reach out to me on twitter or you can look at global gg but i'm sure that anyone that's posted in here i mean they're really willing to just connect with you if you do have any questions but anyway all the best okay thanks so much for setting up this with Gridmate and um, I do appreciate it. I hope that someone can get some sort of use out of this. Sorry, I've lagged first. So anyway, ciao guys. Mel, thank you so much for sharing. I love connecting with you. Thank you for being part of the TNT EdTech and Education Today community. I appreciate you. If you want to see a visual representation of this podcast, head on over to Flipgrid and in your browser's address bar, type in flipgrid.com backslash noons, the number 12 in the word days. So noons, N-U-N-E-S, the numbers one and two, and the letters D-A-Y-S. And please record a message yourself and share it out. And if you do, your video message may be shared out on the podcast as well. Once again, I'm Scott Noons, host of Education Today and the TNT EdTech Podcast with Matthew Ketchum. Have a great holiday, everyone.